0: Welcome to the favorites, the podcast. I am Chad Millman of the Action Network. This is the podcast with my good friend, bookmaker at the Orleans and all the Boyd Gaming books in the state of Nevada and elsewhere. Soon to be bookmaker to the world, Mr. Bob Scucci. Hey, Chad, what's going on? My brother. Uh
1: I was getting into the groove, man, that music.
0: I love that music. I honestly feel like, and this is connecting to the theme from last week, I feel like I'm in sort of a very cool movie starring George Clooney and Brad Pitt and directed by Steven Soderbergh. And um, it reminds me that last week... When we did the podcast. And for those of who are new, this is the favorites podcast. Bob Scucci and I will talk about all the games on the board and we will examine where the wise guys are putting their money. Those are the professional betters. We'll examine where the markets are moving, all that kind of good stuff. The other shows on the Favorites Network on Mondays, you get me, former NFL player Jeff Schwartz, former MLB All-Star Paula Duca. Setting up the week with our favorite bets, looking ahead to Saturday and Sunday, we do a nine-team parlay. And then on Fridays, you'll get me and my Action Network brother, Blackjack Fletcher, trying to choose five games that we like for the Westgate Las Vegas Super Contest so we can win a million dollars. Scooch, when we spoke last week, the power was out at the Orleans, and I was pretty sure it was a heist. Can you confirm for people, yes or no, was it a heist?
1: It was not a heist. Power was out for a long time. It was not a heist though. Security was working overtime making sure of that. How did it, it where do you, like the power goes out
0: what happens to the money? It gets protected. <laughs> like you guys just so, have a, a phalanx of security guards who are like in front of the money?
1: Yes, li- literally. So we we had uh, somebody just standing in front of the uh, sports book the entire time. Uh, same thing with the other areas of the gaming areas some of them get locked up the the chips get covered up and uh, you know there's a lock and key so all the all the chips at the blackjack and crap table and roulette tables get get locked up uh, and then the cashier's cage same thing just like the sports book uh, gets kind of locked up there and get security outside there so it's a whole drill
0: I like it so like when it's all over does the money get recounted? Or just you just assume that
1: everything's there. It, it depends on the area, but you assume everything's everything's there because there. I mean, there's backup generators, so so the power is out. I mean, even if it gets goes black entirely for like a second, the backup generators come on. So then there's always areas. I mean, it's never completely black, uh, but there's areas that uh, maybe does they, we don't get network connectivity, which affects a lot of the computers, things like that. So. Uh, We have a lot of redundancy, meaning when the power goes out in one area, you use use power from another area to try and get the essentials going.
0: Yeah. I think we're all familiar with what redundancies are. (laughs) Well,
1: maybe they're not out there,
0: you know. I feel like, yes or no, three things. Before you retire from the gaming industry, and you've been in the gaming industry now for probably like, I don't know, almost 30 years, uh, maybe even longer. You would like to be in a casino when there is a heist. You would like to uh, be in a casino when what else
1: is sort of catastrophic yet not scary. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that I want to be in a casino during a heist. I, I wouldn't mind being in a movie about a casino being heisted. <laughs> I don't know if I actually want to be in it. I really don't. I guess don't. that's fair.
0: I guess that's fair. Yeah. Speaking of heist... I feel like I was fleeced last weekend, Scooch. How did you
1: guys do? We did fairly well. I mean, two or three games uh, carried the whole weekend for us. There was a lot of games we lost, but the games we won were pretty big. Let me think. You won.
0: What were the big games that you won last weekend? Hold on. I'm going to look at the Action Network app right now. You won a lot of money on Tampa Bay, for sure. Yep.
1: Yeah. Uh, that was the biggest. That was the biggest. That was the big. Yeah,
0: and then, the uh, I think, yeah, I think that was your big game. I think that's where you nailed it.
1: Mm-hmm. What else? The other big games for us was uh Sunday night game, the Bears and the Packers. All oh, right. Um, it would have been great if the Bears held on to win the game outright, uh, to kill some teasers and moneyline parlays, but uh getting the cover was was pretty good for the house. Uh a couple of other games were bad for straight bets. The wise guys kinda of beat us up, but the uh the general public uh kinda of went down. So game like the Steelers and the Browns where the public were all over the Pittsburgh Steelers even at the opening numbers of six and five and a half the wise guys were all over the Browns and that line got bet down to the Steelers minus three by game time so we lost a lot of straight bet money to the sharp guys but it was a big game for for parlays and a big game for the house and uh, another game that kind of similar to that uh, was the uh, Texans and the Patriots Uh, but kind of opposite, where the straight bet money went down, but uh, the parlay money won. That's the game. There were
0: two games that made me so sick to my stomach that on uh, Sunday afternoon, it's coming down to the wire, I'm watching Red Zone, and I am standing in front of the television, like two feet away, and I am in sort of an athletic stance, in ready position, like my knees are bent, my hands are on my knees. I'm watching the Giants game so closely as if I am inside the football. And my 11-year-old comes in and he just looks at me and he's like, what is wrong with you? And I'm trying to explain to him why I feel so sick to my stomach in that moment and how how like I remember from last season what a bad feeling it is on red zone when they go to a game break and come back and they're showing your game. And like, it's almost never a good thing when they're showing your game. It's like, (laughs) it's like if the opponent has the ball and they're showing your game, you feel like it's inevitably a touchdown. And if your team has the ball and they're showing the game, it's inevitably a turnover.
1: (laughs) And that's kind of what I felt like for the giants. Yeah. There was, uh, and I, and I, I agree. And there's certain games that you're watching and you're really into. And for me, I'm at work and I'll have somebody coming into my office talking about a particular situation, whether it's about a guest or about some comps or about some rooms where something's not working correctly. And they're asking me a question. And as I'm about to answer, I see an interception return for a touchdown. And the expression on my face, I just can't hide. But the person that's asking me a question doesn't see that. I don't always have the, the, the sound up. So, so, they, so they just see my face kind of explode. And they're, they're thinking it's because of what they just told me. <laughs> then I have to just tell them, no, 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 relax. It's not you. It's this game. Sorry. I get
0: it. I get it. Do you think you'll ever get sick of sweating it? Like, I, I love the feeling so much and I hate the feeling so much. And it feels like... Obviously, I spend most of my time when I'm betting on college football and the NFL. And, you know, I don't bet much baseball, so... And I'll bet a decent amount of NBA Um, more recently, you know. But, uh, like, I sort of feel like I'm out of practice a little bit. I'm (laughs) out of practice of feeling queasy.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I never get... You know, it's second nature. I don't even think about it any anymore. It just happens. I, and whether I want to sweat the games or don't want to sweat the games, it just feels like I just automatically am. Uh, even if I'm not watching the game, I'm watching it—the uh, scores on the on the phone or wherever wherever I am, or if, if I have it on a, a live game cast on a PC. But I'm, I'm constantly just watching the scoring, if not watching the actual game. So. I I don't know. It has has nothing to do with wanting to or not anymore. I will
0: tell you, you know, I work at the Action Network, as you may or may not know, and we have this new feature on our app, win probability. So it measures the probability that your bet is going to cash or not cash, and it changes in real time with every, practically every play uh, on the field and every series that happens on the field. And so I spend all Sunday just checking this thing, as if it is my EKG like <laughs> and like as, as if my my breath is connected to it um yeah. and it is exhausting I love it
1: yeah so we have you know we have live in-game betting on our Boyd uh be connected sports app as well oh, we have nice it on blog. every <laughs> <nice blog>. yeah <laughs> every on every game and I'm doing the same thing where it's, it's, it's robo scooch. It's, it's booking the games. It's automatic on every play, every interception and, you know, the betting gets suspended and then the the new price appears. Uh, And I've got to be honest with you. I've got to get used to this because it runs contrary to kind of some of the booking that we've done over the last 25 years. And I'll give you an example. When a sharp guy bets a number, we're, we typically move that number in that direction so that the next guy lays an unfavorable number after him, right? Yeah. But it, with this, somebody can lay minus 4.5 for the limit, and the next price that appears may be minus 4 or minus 3.5 because now it just depends on how the game is going, right? right. It really doesn't have anything to do, not, it doesn't have as much to do with the money coming in as it does just the game situation now, and it changes on every play. It's crazy.
0: I agree with you, and it's uh, it's going to only get more radical as sports betting becomes more prominent in more places and more states around the country. Uh, yeah. Speaking of wise guys, I was one of those who was on the Texans at plus six and a half. You pointed out uh, in our Scooch Roulette, which we will discuss later in the show, when we were going to make our gun-to-your-head picks, the picks that we have to make, the th- picks that uh, we, are, we are betting our lives on... Um, I had the Texans. You had the Bears. Kudos to you, my bookmaking friend. Uh, I'm crushed. You reminded me that you never make any money betting against Bill Belichick. And yet, it's time to get to the games because I am so freaking tempted by the Jaguars as two-point underdogs. So let me ask you this, Bob Scucci, as we ease our way in, as we do a smooth, mellifluous transition from the preamble. To the main event. That's the first game to talk about.
1: Okay, yeah, that's the that's the big match rematch from from last year. The big game, uh, and like you said, you you don't make a living betting against New England, and this is one of those situations where uh, we know we're going to get a lot of parlay money on New England, a short road favorite. Any short road favorite, we usually we typically get more more money on that short road favorite. Uh, in this matchup, though, I, I I will say that the public. Does believe in this Jacksonville team, so uh, just looking at the at the ticket count, I, it's definitely skewed towards the Patriots, just not as much as I thought it would be. Uh, it's about four to one, and I thought it would be somewhere in the neighborhood of seven or eight to one. Uh, but we're still going to end up needing the, the the Jaguars in this. There's not enough. In the point spread, if the point spread was three, that 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 extra point that gets you to the field goal would would be the kind of deciding factor for for the public to want to take uh, the Jags in this one. But uh, I don't think the Jaguars were impressive enough against the Giants to warrant going basically at a, a pick 'em game against the Patriots. So um, <laughs> we're, we're we're careful in this one. We don't want to go too high. We don't want to give them the three on the Jaguars. But uh, I have a feeling we'll be at three by game time.
0: I have already bet the Jaguars at plus two.
1: You think I made a mistake? You think I pulled the trigger too early? I do. I don't think it's coming down. I can't. I, I can't see the sharp guys betting this, turning the the game around, barring an injury. Uh, the only injury right now is is Leonard Fournette, and that's for the for Jacksonville, and and he's listed as questionable right now. So if if anything. Um, You know, if we know that he's out, if anything, the line goes up even more. Uh, But uh, I I just see the public driving this number up to at least two and a half, and by game time, maybe three. The Patriots are so
0: frustrating because they blow every axiom out of the water, right? You are not supposed to bet on short road favorites. That is just that that is historically a losing proposition. And that's there's a couple games this weekend that screw me up because I'm thinking about that percentage. And for some reason, betting the first couple of weeks is so freaking hard, man. You like you just <laughs> don't know these it teams, is. and so <clears throat> I've already gone in on the Jags, and now you're just making me feel bad about it.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah. Is that going to be your Scrooge Roulette pick? <laughs> <Not anymore. laughs> you can't t- you can't talk about it yet. huh? Not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, There's just not enough value there. Uh, you know, one point, two points. Yeah, it's a. It, It's a home dog, but it's not a significant enough home dog. That that Getting that extra point is really the difference.
0: I feel like pulling a Tommy Boy. You know, like in the movie Tommy Boy, where he just starts banging his head and pulling
1: his hair. Gosh,
0: so stupid.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's what I feel like doing right now. I've done done that. All right.
0: The next game I want to talk about is the uh, Los Angeles Rams are hosting the Arizona Cardinals. Very interesting game to me, Scooch. I have bet already the Arizona Cardinals as 13-point underdogs in this game. I feel like in the Action Network Power Rankings, this game, the the delta between where we think the spread should be and where it is, is about three, three three-and-a-half points. Um, It's way inflated because the Rams just kicked the crap out of the Raiders and the Cardinals were so thoroughly destroyed I don't think you're ever going to get a better value on the Cardinals than you are this weekend. It still scares me, but this is where like you just don't know anything the first couple of weeks, right? So, I'm going to exactly. play I'm going to play the value. I'm going to play where I know bookmakers are trying to make me pay a higher price.
1: Yeah, uh, that's exactly right. I mean, what I do is I make the lines uh, for the following week's games before Sunday's games and then adjust from there. So this this line was about 10 prior to both of the games on Sunday. So the Rams' performance la- uh, Monday night and then the Cardinals' performance or lack of a performance, uh, adjusted both lines by, by a point and a half, maybe close to two points, you don't want to take too much out of the first week. I mean, that that's kind of the key, is how much really to adjust off of week one and week two. There's so many factors. You have to start wondering uh, the, the teams that didn't play a lot of their starters during the preseason and rested a lot of their players, how many games does it take them to get into their prime form? Uh, the teams that maybe have a lot of players that are a little older, uh, do they wear themselves out in the fourth quarter because they're not in the best of condition yet? Or, I mean, there's so many, so many different factors that you don't want to over-adjust off of one performance, even if it's a really bad for performance, because then you get in a situation where you're, you're just bouncing back and forth these huge point swings. So we, we tend to be slow with the adjustments. But this is a case where the one team was adjusted higher and one lower. So you do have that big uh, difference. And I see this line coming down. I, I see this line actually, most of the wise guys will take a double digit underdog regardless of who the team is. Uh, but I think in this one, you will see uh, this line coming down a little bit. So why did you over adjust? Why not just sort of
0: well, know the, public, that the market I mean, is do it?
1: Because we want to attract that money. I want to be in a situation like I was with the Steelers and the Browns. I know the public is, was on the Steelers, so we attracted some straight bet money on the Browns. Sometimes you win those games, sometimes you lose in terms of the straight bets. But I don't mind being on the same side as the straight bets as long as they don't overcome the amount of, parlays that, the amount of money that's on the parlays. So in other words, I don't mind taking a lot of Cardinal money to offset all the public money I'm going to get on the Rams and parlays. I just don't want to take more on the Cardinals than I take on the Rams parlays.
0: But do you think the Cardinals are going to be I mean, a side that anyone in the public takes, or is it going to be all wise guy
1: money? No, it's all, it's all wise guys. No, no, no one in the pub. I don't know, know of anyone that's in the room and any of the sports books here that's coming in saying, yeah, the Cardinals are just going to beat the Rams or, or you know, because that's the first thing they do is they, they say, can the, can the team win outright? And then they look at the point spread and say, okay, well, maybe they can cover the, the points. But they want a team that can at least have a shot to win the game. And then if you're getting the points, then then that's a bonus. That's really the only time I see the public betting on underdogs. Uh, that's why the, the public generally just bets on the favorites. Because right, they, they know they're going to win the game. Go, no, go ahead. I want you to finish. I was cutting you go off. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Come No, me off. you
0: go ahead. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm I just saying that's why the public loves setting so the favorites you know, you because they... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are we on, a delay? <laughs> uh,
0: there I was just screwing with you.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> All right, next game. Here we go. My no. beloved Cincinnati Bengals, uh, who totally covered for me against the Colts. That was a game that I desperately needed. And they are currently, that game is pick. Against Baltimore, so the money while the uh, the looking at the action app here, the the betting tickets have come in on the Ravens, but it looks like the wise guy money has come in on the Cincinnati Bengals because that line has moved in their direction.
1: Exactly. Now this is another game that the Bengals probably would have been a little bit bigger of a, a short favorite uh, prior to both Sunday's performances. The Bengals got the win, but uh, they didn't look great in that win. I, I think two long 80-yard fumble recoveries for touchdowns was really the the, the difference in that game. The, yeah. the Colts were able to move the ball. The, the Bengals' defense didn't look stellar. Uh, Dalton didn't look great. Uh, yeah, they got the win, but, you know, it was against the, the, the Colts. It was a solid win, but not enough to really uh, persuade a lot of the public that they're going to now beat the Ravens. So, uh, the this is The public is all over the Ravens in this one, and we did adjust a little bit. And we're actually at the Ravens minus one, so I know that there are picks out there, but uh, we have a, maybe a little bit more uh, money in parlays than, than other places. We're, we're at the Ravens minus one.
0: So what would you do in this situation?
1: I I like the Ravens here. I, I really am not uh, – I didn't see I, – I know it was hard to really determine how good Baltimore – look because they were playing a really bad uh, Bills team, but uh, I, I was high on this Ravens team uh, coming into the season—not real high, but I just I think they were going to be uh, just quite a bit better than last year. So, um, and, and I don't see the Bengals as a team that's uh, improving from last year.
0: This next game is so hard, so hard. I mean, boy, you couldn't get two teams that look more opposite unless you were betting the Rams and the Cardinals, Kansas City and Pittsburgh, Kansas City's visiting Pittsburgh. Ton of tickets coming in on Kansas City, not surprising. Uh, They are five-point underdogs against the Steelers at home. This is the same thing to me. This is like the same philosophy. Like you had one team that looked so bad in week one and one team that looked like world beaters in week one against a team everybody thought was going to be the best team in the chargers or one of the better teams in the chargers. It's like you almost have to bet the Steelers just because of the regression.
1: Yeah. And this, so yeah, and we talked about it a little bit in the last couple of weeks that, uh, feel like the, the Steelers were probably not going to be as good as, as most people thought this year. And the 10 and a half games seemed like an awful lot in terms of the over under, uh, for them to overcome. I I really did like I was high on the Chiefs if you remember last week I was really high on this team uh, they have a great great staff a coaching staff and uh, uh, the the question mark was how Mahomes was going to play so he answered that that question for me last week I I like them again uh, this week I was I thought five is that that dead number uh, we were debating on whether to open five and a half and four and a half and we we really don't like opening five so I opened five. Uh, minus 0.5 is where I'm at now. So we're making them lay minus 115 on, on Kansas City. But I'm I'm real close to going down to four and a half. Uh, I, I think it just took one week. The public was not on the Chiefs last week. We actually needed the Chiefs. But I think the public's all over the Chiefs this week. And so the fact that I'm not getting early Steelers money now tells me that uh, the, the line's going to go one way and it's going to be down.
0: So that tells me that I want nothing to do with the Chiefs right now. Maybe... By Sunday, let's say, how low can this go? How low can yeah. you go? You know, how <laughs> Then lo- you might
1: like the Steelers? Maybe. Yeah.
0: Maybe if it got to like, I don't know, do you keep taking money if it gets to four, if it gets to three and a half? I, yeah. Actually, I wouldn't like the Steelers unless it got
1: to three. And here's a game. I, I know the Steelers kind of laid an egg there in the second half of, of, of that game. I wouldn't put too much. Into that game again you try not to over adjust on the on the first couple of weeks I mean there was a driving rain in that game there was all the distractions with Le'Veon Bell being in being out Uh, I I, I just I think coming back this week I I do think they bounce back you're not going to see two real bad performances in a row
0: so if it gets lower I might go with the Steelers I might be against you
1: yeah uh, yeah, no, i I and I don't really have a side, so you wouldn't be against me. But I, I'm just c- kind of making a case for both sides here.
0: Scooch, I have to be against somebody. It's how I live. Okay. I live for <laughs> for adversarial relationships and conflict. Yep. Yeah, if you're not with me, you're against me. It's 2018. Get on fucking board, Scooch. <laughs> okay. All right. Indianapolis Colts at the Washington Redskins. The Washington Redskins who beat up on the hapless Arizona Cardinals are, that I've already bet <laughs> to cover a two touchdown spread, are six point uh, favorites against the Colts.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and and here again, just the case I kind of made with the Colts in that game against the Bengals, they were able to move the ball. It was Andrew Luck's uh, first game out uh, in a while. I, I I don't think he played that bad. I think he looked okay. So I I think there's this is a lot of points we're we're taking into account how good the Redskins looked. So we're taking into account the public who we think they're going to come in on. So that's why this line is as high as it is. But I, it's a little it's a little inflated, and I think the Colts plus the— the five and a half is the play here I do too the, the the thing that worries me is the
0: Colts defense is just so bad yeah like it's dreadful and look Andrew Luck was amazing and I definitely was so nervous when he had the ball at the end that mm-hmm. they were going to drive and score a touchdown I, I didn't think the Bengals would be able to stop him like he looked amazing and so um, he looked like Andrew Luck you know you forget how sort of clutch he really was um I don't know I didn't watch enough of the Redskins Cardinals game to know like how did the Redskins win that game? What did they do that the Cardinals were so bad at that the Colts might be better at. That sort of gives people the wrong perception. Yeah.
1: yeah and I and I will agree with you even as not I wasn't impressed with the Bengals offense against the Colts but the the Colts defense did look pretty bad and that that does concern me a little bit. Um I think it was more of Washington's Defense against Arizona and Arizona's uh, lack of offense that kind of struck me more so than, you know, thinking that Washington is just explosive on offense. You didn't really help me there. Not at all.
0: You didn't give me the. You, you, you know what you did there. You, <laughs> what I do? You rejected the premise of the question. I asked you a very specific question. What did the cart? What did the Redskins do to win that game? Yeah. And uh, what you told me was that um, the Colts' defense, defense isn't very good and that the Cardinals yeah. weren't very good.
1: Well, that's what Washington did to beat Arizona. They, their, defense, their defense was, was good. Arizona's defense, uh, offense was terrible. <laughs> that, listen,
0: that is the kind of insight that has so many people downloading this podcast. Right, like, they can't get that commentary. You can't
1: get that anywhere. You can't
0: get that anywhere. You can only get that if you're talking to the bookmaker of the world, Bob right. Scucci. How's your business? Still, still growing? Still flying? Have you opened yeah. any more sports books in any more states?
1: Not yet. We're working on it. Closer. Working on it.
0: You want to do a deal right now in <laughs> the podcast? What kind of deal? I don't know. Let's figure something out. All right.
1: Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I can we'll open. A, I can open a sports book for you. <laughs> Okay, I believe you can. You're pretty sharp.
0: Uh, you said it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Philadelphia is visiting Tampa Bay. Oh boy, this is a great number to talk about. What this would have been before the games were played on Sunday. This game would yeah. have been six.
1: Six. Yep, that's exactly what we made.
0: Sixto Lescano.
1: Yeah, he was a good. player. I remember him. He was a good. Yeah, player. I liked him. Yeah. Now it's three. Yeah. And uh, here's what so, I think. Yeah, before what, you get into what do you it, think? before you get
0: into it with your the Eagles are good and the Bucks are terrible analysis, here's yeah. my feeling. You're going to get a crap load of action on the Eagles. And this is going to be one of those games where the Bucks are a short home dog. And it's going to be 80% of the action coming in the Eagles. And I am going to be forced, forced to choose the bucks based on all the action coming in on the eagles. That's what's going to happen.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, the the public is not it's it's incredible that that Nick Foles and the Eagles can go on and win a Super Bowl, come back the next year and still the the public is just not completely sold. Uh they would love to see Carson Wentz back in the game. They they they're just knowing that Nick Foles is the quarterback just doesn't completely uh, convince them. So I don't think it's going to be 80% Eagles. I think it's going to be probably double. I, th- I think, it, in other words, just like a 2-to-1 ratio of bets on the Eagles to the Buccaneers. Before the Buccaneers beat the Saints, I think you're right. It probably would have been a 5-to-1 ratio. But uh, people remember what they've seen most recently. And uh, the Buccaneers really looked good. Their offense looked good. Uh, they played. They they beat a team that most people thought were going to go deep into the playoff, if not win the NFC, and uh, and that's going to stick in a lot of the public's mind. The, the The sharp guys will probably be on the Eagles, which is rare that they'd be on a favorite. But I I agree with you because there's more value in the number. If a week ago you could have, uh, you know, you would have had to lay minus six, and now you're only laying minus three. Um, I I think the sharp guys will probably lay this number.
0: Right now, according to the Action Network app, about seventy-five percent of the bets are on the Eagles. How much?
1: Seventy-five. Okay. I'm I'm seeing probably about a two and a half to one ratio, Eagles to Buccaneers. Maybe we need to get the Boyd
0: Gaming properties into the Action Network app so we can track those lines specifically. That's the deal you and I ought to do. See, you're already trying to open another sports book. Look at that. Gonna work on that after the show. Yeah. After the show, uh, why don't you connect me to your people and I'll connect you to my people and they can have a preliminary conversation. They can send 15 to 16 emails and eventually uh, tie it back together with me needing to talk to you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That sounds about right. And by the time we get to January, you and I will be uh, having a conversation about how we are going to try to paper this deal for next football season. Wow. Boy, that mind's always spinning, isn't it? When we could just paper this deal right now, you and me. <laughs> just kind of, me and you. Let's just do me. it. Let's just get the deal done. All right. All right, so here's the thing. I'm going to have to bet on Tampa. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to avoid this game. Forget that I said that.
1: Wow. Second guessing yourself. That's not. That doesn't sound like a wise guy.
0: <laughs> I'm lacking a little bit of confidence right now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> You're, you're just flip-flopping.
0: Well, th- week one, like, just screwed the fuck out of me. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, those freaking Giants, those freaking Texans, the Titans, are you kidding me? The Titans? Also, so it's funny. The, the, no, no, no. Also, <laughs> and I've said this before, I said this with with Schwartz and Laduca on the favorites that we uh, aired on Monday. Um, this roughing the passer penalty is going to give me... A heart attack. Yeah. A full-scale heart attack. It is going to cost people so much money this year. So many drives are going to be extended because some defensive lineman throws all of his body weight onto a quarterback. How are you supposed to stop yourself? This is the stupidest rule in the history of rules.
1: It's been getting worse and worse every year. You you know, you can't hit him high, then you can't hit him low and take him out his legs in, in front and you, you can't you know lead with the helmet you can't you basically can't touch him anymore but now if you're rushing the passer and your momentum carries you into it i mean it's a flag so now you have to somehow stop your momentum uh you know i've seen guys like throwing up their hands knowing that hey there's going to be a collision here i can't stop myself but so so the only answer is to just slow down the rush which means you're going to give him more time in the pocket and there's going to be like you said, uh, scoring drives extended and and more scoring and and so we're going to see these these totals go go higher and higher. Can't even hit him with the hind. No, anywhere. Just <laughs> and then uh, you know if you're driving him to the ground, I mean, let you got to let up and you can't swing and you can't I mean, you can't do anything with him.
0: The New York Jets are now three point favorites over the Miami Dolphins.
1: What are you doing? What yeah. are you doing? <laughs> So you already saw the money coming in on the Dolphins, huh?
0: Jesus.
1: Yeah. You are
0: asking to get beaten on that game.
1: (laughs) So three, I think three is a solid number. We know the wise guys are going to take the three, which they already have. And uh, again, the public sees what, remembers what they've seen last. And uh, they, they saw the Jets beat beat the uh the lions i agree with you i i think i think we made this a little too high we're going to be quick to move it so the liability we already have now on the dolphins uh we're we're not going to double down on it we're just gonna uh we're gonna move this very quickly it'll probably close jets jets one and a half jeff jets two might even move it right now to be honest with you line change <laughs> line change line change we're going to yeah, we're going to two and a half. You know,
0: we have new producers of the podcast. They don't know that when uh, there's a, a line move on the podcast, we we celebrate it like it's a big deal. It's like news is happening. They're looking at me like, like I don't know what I'm talking about. But <laughs> like, Scooch just changed a line. Like, we need to celebrate this. We need to acknowledge that
1: like real something real happened on this podcast just now. Another justification for the line change, when we, when we lose on a team the previous week and, and feel like it, the line was not, it was a little soft line, then we'll make an adjustment. So uh, the Dolphins last week, even though it was a nine-hour game or whatever it was from that weather delay, uh, we were on the wrong side of that one. So we're not, we're not going to get beat twice on it.
0: I do want to make one change. Yeah, what's I've that? I've railed on the southeastern teams and their uh their uniforms. Yeah, I love the Titans' new helmets. Really love them. I love that like deep navy blue color. I yeah. I could go for that.
1: I, I'm I'm not sure which teams I've seen that have the kind of uh, crevices in the helmets. I kind of like that look. They're more like a. Have you seen these? They're not smooth helmets. Is that is that all the teams now wearing those kind of? helmets that are not exactly smooth have you seen you know what i'm talking about or am i just
0: lou the producer is nodding his head he knows what you're talking about i have no okay.
1: idea what you're talking about yeah they're kind they're kind of cool they look like uh kind of a, a new type of war war game video game that they're that they have on They're they're kind of new new look i like it because football needs more references to violence uh I guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, the Los Angeles Chargers are seven and a half point favorites over the Buffalo Bills. Um, hard not a... Like, this is going to be one of those 80-20 games. Yeah. 100%. So here's what, I'm, here's what I'm saying. Like, 80-20 game. Huge. Huge road favorite. Huge. <laughs> huge. What do I do about this? I'm going to have to bet the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to have to bet the Buffalo Bills as seven-and-a-half-point home underdogs against the Los Angeles Chargers. Are you getting I'm that, money? Are you, yeah, getting that money? Are you getting that yeah, money? Are you getting guy money in the bills?
1: I am. I'm at seven-and-a-half, and a half and, uh, and they're taking the plus seven-and-a-half, and they can take it all day long uh, because 80-20 is probably – conservative I mean it's just a bet against the bills for the public there's absolutely no way the the public they're not even sure which quarterback they're going to get we talked a little bit about Peterman uh last week he left right off from from last year with the with the five interceptions I I mean that that was bad and so to bring in a rookie quarterback again uh, you know for for this game um uh, the Chargers still have a good defense you 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 know they played a tough team. You can't just say that they they lost last week, and so they're not as good as you thought they were. The, the Chargers are still a good team. It's a lot of points to lay on the on the road, but I, I I think I'll just take all the Bills' money here.
0: All right, maybe I'll pass on that game. Okay. All right. Do you have Tennessee and Houston on the board, or is it not on the board right now? Because we don't know about Mariota. No,
1: we don't know about Mariota. We don't know about Deshaun Watson. Uh, the, I mean, both of them. It could be one, two, or either of them. So we we need more information. Pass.
0: Carolina, okay. Atlanta. Atlanta is a five-and-a-half point favorite, but um, i have had some injuries. And I feel like – why did you make the line the way it is and who's betting which way?
1: This, this was a real, a real tough one because we have Atlanta rated pretty high uh, – and then we adjusted them slightly after after game one but but uh after their first game but but not much and carolina uh their defense looked looked great we made a slight adjustment on carolina i think we're a little i thought we were going to be high when i when i hung this number uh at uh we hung it at four and a half i thought we were going to be high and it turns out they're laying the four and a half. We just, as since we started the podcast, uh, we've moved it to five and a half. And I see some sixes popping out. So there's some money coming in on Atlanta right now, which surprises me a little bit. I'm very surprised by that. Uh, you know, unless there's an injury with the Panthers that I'm, I'm I mean, I know uh, Luke Kuechly kind of went down with the uh, you know, either his shin or his leg or his knee. Uh, I don't have any new information on him, but, uh, unless somebody knows of something that, that we don't, but, uh, they're, they in the last hour, there's been some heavy money on Atlanta.
0: Hold on. I'm getting a note from the producer and I, it looks like he's telling me to buy Metamucil. So, hold on, <laughs> I'm not sure what he's saying. Oh, Greg Olson is out. Yeah, But Deion Jones, the linebacker for the Falcons is out.
1: So that, uh, I, I mean I can't I I don't see that being enough to to drive the line up to six. I don't either. And we're getting more. We might even go to six as we, as we speak. Should we do it? Let's do, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Line, line six. Here we go.
0: Uh, so let's uh, like I can't give an opinion on that game. I can't give a side on that game. I don't think either of us see a real advantage. We've got dead numbers. You're moving into a live number with teams mm-hmm. that like we don't have a real handle on yet.
1: I favor the Panthers here. I kind of like taking – I wouldn't mind taking the plus six. Me neither. Yeah. I'm writing that
0: down. Yeah. All right. New Orleans Saints, the team I have a Super Bowl ticket on, which was uncomfortable on Sunday, Uh, minus nine over the Brownies.
1: Yeah, I think they bounce back. This game scares me, and I'm I'm, going to be high on them. Uh, I, I still look at the first three quarters of that Brown Steelers game and uh, started thinking, boy, when am I ever going to learn about these this Browns team? But then they surprised me in the fourth quarter. So, uh, but I, I I don't think they get as lucky again. Uh, it's a Saints team that's not going to lose a second game. Uh, I, I so I, I think the Saints just roll them in this one. So we wanted to be on the high side. The public agrees with me. Uh, this is another game that's going to be probably close to eighty twenty. You know, maybe eighty. 80- Maybe seventy twenty. I don't know, but it's it's definitely.
0: Uh, you know, you need uh, to have it a hundred percent. It can't be seventy twenty. Seventy thirty. I meant. <laughs> I want you know, to. I'm, I want to bet at
1: your I'm, bookmaking shop. Because clearly I'm, I'm, the
0: math isn't working. Do
1: you know what I'm looking at? I'm looking at the, there's 720 tickets to 190 tickets. So I'm looking at 720 to 190 right now. Wow. So I'm looking wow. the, So that's what I I saw, the 7 and the 2, and I'm thinking the seventy twenty. So it happens sometimes. Pretty high
0: total, too. You set it at 47.5. Uh, we're half. At,
1: at 50 now.
0: Wow. I was going to say, now it's at 49.50. Wowzer. You're yeah. basically... Expecting the Saints to put up a fifty burger all by themselves,
1: yeah, and we're and the Saints d- defense I mean Ryan Fitzpatrick just lit him up, and uh the Browns were able to move the ball at least on on the Pittsburgh Steelers, so even though the the Saints can can put up forty and fifty, I think the Browns can probably put up seventeen to twenty on on the Saints
0: if you had to bet this game, would you bet the Saints yeah, at that big of a number,
1: yeah. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't take the Browns here.
0: Minnesota Green Bay, can you post this game?
1: So uh, we we still have to we still have to wait on this one, but uh, it's going to be it's going to be right around one and a half on uh, on Green Bay. Um, you know, unless Rodgers is absolutely if he's definitely out, then Green, then Minnesota is going to be about a three and a half four point favorite. Wow. he's worth worth about five, six points. Yep.
0: I think six and a half to seven. I think you're
1: underrating him. It's still, they're still on the road. They're still four and a half. We might open. We have to wait. We have to wait and see.
0: Scooch, listen to me. Yep. I'm telling you right now, Aaron Rodgers is worth six and a half to seven points in the point spread. If you post this game at three, you are going to get bet up to four and a half or five (laughs) so fast. You will not know what hit you. You will be I so say three, sad. You will Did be I say so... three? What What'd you say? I thought I said four and a half, five. Did I say three? Well, you said you said the equivalent of what was going to be five points. Oh, okay, dude. All right, all right. <laughs> Believe you me. If you need me to come down there and do the percentages and set the book for you,
1: okay. Well, you could do it all.
0: I don't. I don't really want to talk about this game because we can't <laughs> say anything yet. Okay. All right. San Francisco, Detroit. San Francisco is a five and a half point favorite. This game was opened at three. I'm assuming that opener was before the week one games ended. Um, yeah. The Lions looked awful. A little bit of the bloom is off the rose on the Niners. Tell me about your methodology here.
1: Uh, well, we weren't real high on the Niners going in. We kind of thought that they were going to be a little overrated uh, going, into, going into week one. I was kind of hoping we were wrong because it turned out we needed them pretty big against the Vikings. Um, a couple, just a couple of plays was the difference in that game. So I don't, I don't think the uh, uh, the Forty Niners played a bad game. Uh, not enough to really adjust it too much. I think the adjustments all had to come on the Detroit Lions side, um, and uh, you know we still don't know what to make of the the coaching with with Matt Patricia. And I, there's, you know, not a whole lot to take that was positive from that game against the the, the Jets. So. We're just trying to anticipate uh, a lot of public money coming in. And what number do we think will drive the sharp guys to take the Lions in this one? And it doesn't seem like five and a half is high enough here. Um, The public is on this game at a rate of about uh, four to one.
0: You know, watching the red zone, it seemed like every time they went to this game, Jimmy G had the ball and an opportunity to keep his team in the game. And it wasn't until the very end that they were just out of it. But that was astonishing. Like, they were getting dominated in that game. And yet, he kept it close enough. He threw a lot of picks. And so, you know, that's a big reason why they lost. But I was also impressed that it just seemed like he was making some good throws that kept them in that game. And that was
1: weird. he was yeah there was one pick six where the receiver fell or, or maybe it wasn't a pick six but it was close enough to the goal line where but uh it was you couldn't pin that one on him he, he threw it to where it needed to be Thrown, then the receiver fell and then there was the fumble by the 49ers on the one yard line as they're going in to to score a touchdown uh so so some real big swings there was one play they had the receiver wide open and it went on his fingertips he would have been easy touchdown and and he wasn't able to pull it in and the very next play i think was the pick six so there was like a 14 point swing on that just within two plays so um the the 49er team is about right about where we we thought they should be we're not going to adjust too much uh this lions team though and i thought it was interesting i think seven new coaches uh first year coaches and all seven lost their first game oh and 7 uh, oh and 7 with the uh, the new coaches so um, or according gonna... to your math 0 oh 6 oh and... seven. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> i deserve that one yeah, i got there fast right. you did yeah. no yeah go ahead Well, listen,
0: but the analysis you just gave is spot on. That's what makes betting so hard, right? Because people will look at the box score and see that they lost to the Vikings and that they were losing the whole game. They won't know that there were like four key plays that were the difference between them keeping it considerably closer or being ahead. And so to me, I look at that line and think, oh, maybe the Niners might be the right side at a dead number of five and a half. And I should probably try to get it if I like them a little bit. Cause the lions, there was no escaping it. Like there is no hidden box score that box score stat that can tell me the Lions were any better than what they were. They were just awful.
1: Correct. Yeah. They, there was nothing to take from then from that game. That was positive.
0: All right. We're wrapping it up here. We got three more games, Denver, uh, before we get to scooch roulette Denver, five and a half point favorites over the Raiders. Uh, Denver disappointed me. I thought they should have put the Seahawks away so many times and they just let them let them hang around. Their defense was not nearly as good as I thought they would be.
1: Yeah, same here. And uh, in case Keenum wasn't as uh, sharp as uh, not that we had like some real high expectations of him, but uh, he didn't look great either. Uh, We we talked about it before that there was some sharp money on the Broncos uh, going into the season, and we were trying to decipher what everyone was, what those guys were seeing that we weren't necessarily seeing. So we we tried to be a little high on them. Uh, We certainly did not need Denver in that game last week, uh, so uh, a little disappointing there. Uh, But so we tried to be high on the game against the Raiders here, and, you know, the line was probably going to be about Denver uh, three and a three-and-a-half, four-point favorite uh, before before last week's game. So we thought five-and-a-half was kind of inflated when we hung it. Uh, but the first couple of bets out of the gate uh, were on Denver. So uh, I'm sorry, we're, we're on the Raiders. The first couple of g- bets were at plus five-and-a-half on the Raiders, which surprised me a little bit. Um, I, I, I thought that we'd uh, – I thought we'd see more Broncos money here. So the, the ticket count is dead even, and the money's on the Raiders. So I guess that first half uh, that the Raiders played against the Rams was impressive enough uh, for, for, to make the betters believe that uh, they're the right side here.
0: We got two primetime games. One of them is the New York Giants plus three against the Dallas Cowboys. People with any knowledge at all are going to bet those Giants – Like, they need them for their lungs, Scooch.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) The Cowboys Uh, were horrendous.
1: Yeah, they did not look good. Um, (laughs) They didn't look good at all. This is, I mean, a a matchup like this, primetime Giants and Dallas, almost always you're going to see some equal amount of uh, of bets on both these teams. Uh, So we're slightly heavy on, on the Giants. Uh, in terms of ticket count, but we're really heavy. Uh, this is probably the most bet game in terms of the wise guys. Uh, as I'm looking at this, it's probably a toss up, uh, between the dolphins and the giants. And if you remember, I just moved the dolphins, uh, during the podcast here. So, uh, the the giants might be the next one to fall. Uh, we, we like to hang a solid number and not move on and off of three too much, especially this early in the week. Um, but uh, there's enough sharp money here on the Giants to 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 make me want to move this to two and a half. Um, the Giants didn't play, you know, there was a lot of mistakes in that game against the Jaguars. And if you believe that the Jaguars are good enough now to beat new England, then uh, it wasn't that bad of a loss uh, for for the Giants. They're dealing with a new coaching staff and we talked about them, a new offensive uh, line, a kind of a whole revamped offense, but uh, uh, anytime giants and cowboys play it 's usually a tight game though
0: yeah, and honestly that 's what I was thinking like the Jaguars were just their defense was amazing um, yeah. and the giants they did pretty well considerably they scored fifteen points against a really great defense um and they had a couple of bad drops. So they could yeah. have been even better, right? Whereas the Cowboys Absolutely. didn't do anything yeah. against a defense that I don't think is nearly as good as the Jags. Um, if it weren't such a cliche, I'd be all in on the Giants right now, but i have done that once before, and I need to find <laughs> a, new, a new tune to play. Uh, yeah. The Chicago Bears, on Monday night, um, they are coming off a heartbreaking loss. They're playing the Seattle Seahawks. They're three-and-a-half point favorites. Yep. And... Who are the wise guys
1: on right now? Uh, they're on Seattle, and we uh, we've gone down to three actually. Actually, three minus twenty on the Bears. And here's another game that was made an adjustment on on both sides. Uh, quite an adjustment on the Bears. Most of that was with the Khalil Mack, uh, uh, the addition of Khalil Mack, and he really lived up to every expectation in that game uh, against the, the the Green Bay Packers. Uh, the public now, that you know, they they. Saw that game, and they're on the Bears in this one, minus three on a primetime game. But uh, I I don't know. You know what impressed me the most about the Bears is after they lost the lead, and I wanted to see Mitch Trubisky and how he responded. This guy didn't fold. Uh, You know, the defense gave up – Uh, all those points in the fourth quarter with, with Aaron Rodgers on one leg. So there's really no excuse for that. You don't know how much to just attribute to the greatness of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, or how much just to the, the collapse of the Bears' defense there. But I, I think I was really most impressed with no matter what situation Mitch Trubisky came in, he didn't make uh, a, a bad play. He didn't uh, lose his composure. He, he looked like he was just ready to lead the team right back down. So uh, th- that, impressed, that impressed me quite a bit. Um, so I, I could understand uh, the public wanting to bet the Bears in this one, but the Sharps are on Seattle.
0: I was convinced as a Bears fan that when they were losing 24-23, that uh, the game was going to end on a pick six and they weren't even going to cover. <laughs> I was, that's what I texted my buddy. I'm like, <laughs> not only is this a devastating loss, but this will be a devastating loss for me personally. So wow. when they didn't, when they just covered, I, I took it as a win. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: Maybe. laughs> well, that's something. That's funny how you watch games now. Isn't it know? amazing? Is, yeah. yeah. All right, Scooch, we got to play some Scooch Roulette.
0: Let's go. You won last week. You had the Chicago Bears, speaking of. I had the Houston Texans, not speaking of them at all. So
1: let's roll. Let's roll them bones. Why why don't you go first?
0: Arizona Cardinals plus 13 versus the Los Angeles Rams. Go.
1: Panthers plus six against the Falcons.
0: Woo! Woo! (laughs)
1: <laughs> yep.
0: Here we go. That's a bold stallion pick, right there. Yeah, it is. What do you think of my pick?
1: I like it. I think that line's going to come down. I think you got a good number there. Got the best I of think, the number. Yep. That's sure. all you can do. Millmanism, yep.
0: right there. Get the best of the number.
1: <laughs> I like it.
0: Scooch, you're my yep. friend.
1: Hey, you're my friend.
0: Glad we can connect
1: for this time. <laughs> <laughs> you're my favorite
0: (laughs) you're my favorite person you're my
1: person yeah
0: all right buddy all right Uh, i'm glad we got your comrex working so we'll talk to you again don't turn it off i won't i'll leave it on everybody should listen to the favorites we have another show coming up on friday me and blackjack will make our five picks for the westgate super contest tune in monday where jeff schwartz Paula Duca, and i set the week up with our favorite bets for the following weekend Download, rate, subscribe, unsubscribe, redownload, resubscribe, review. This has been The Favorites. I'm Chad Millman from the Action Network. Thank you.